Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the... I think it's like... I think we're getting close to 70. I don't think we're at 70, but we're getting close to it. I'm going to check. And I've, I've normally been guessing, but let me see. Let me just check. Um, oh, okay, wait, wait one second. Hold up. I went on Instagram to see what episode of the Nobody Asked This podcast this was, but I've been distracted. I got some sort of a targeted ad situation for the Magnum ice cream brand's account, um, and they're suggesting that we all make croissant sandwiches, ice cream sandwiches, rather. Um, so yeah, you just go to the Magnum. It's like it's at Magnum ice cream. Oh, okay. So I'll just kind of act out, not act out because you can't see me, but I'll, I'll describe, I'll do this voice description of this video. So you're going to get some butter. You're going to put it in a pan. And I know you're like, what the hell? I thought this was ice cream. It is. You're going to get some butter. You're going to put it in a pan. You're going to get a, a croissant. I personally would recommend getting your croissant from Costco because you get eight, you get 48 croissants for the price of like three at another store. Um, also kind of asterisks beside this like you need to be ready to eat if not 48 croissants like at least 42 like make it worth your while and then you're gonna get a, a thing of magnum ice cream i guess you could probably use any ice cream um but they want it to be magnum obviously they're not gonna suggest ben and jerry's but you're gonna get your croissant Again, butter in the pan. You're going to for like fry your croissant, I guess. And then they want you to get honey and sprinkle the honey over the croissant. Um, but they, I guess, recommend... I'm saying I guess a lot. But they recommend you do this using the dipper. Like, you know the honey dipper? Is there a word for that? Is there like a, like a medical term? I just learned what the, uh, what the thing... Like, do you know when you're in the grocery store... And then there's like the signs of like different sections. There's like the bakery section and it has the big sign with the baguette usually, or it's like dairy and it's like the milk jug. You know, that thing that's always the picture on the pharmacy poster. And it's like, oh my gosh, I just learned what this word was and I forgot. Not the ramekin. The, not the mortal. Oh no, what is it called? The pestle? What is it called? Wait. Pharmacy, like the pill crusher. Pill crusher. Oof. What is it called? Oh no. Okay, the, not the Google searches. Um, uh, ceramic. It's like the ceramic. Okay, what is it called? Okay, here we go. Mortar and pestle. I did know. Yeah, the, the mortal and pestle. I can't pronounce that, but you know what I mean. Where, oh, yes. Okay, I was like, where was I going with this? They want you to use the honey version of that when you're sprinkling the honey. And then you're going to get fresh off the, fresh off the grill, your, your honey croissants. You're going to put, obviously, Magnum ice cream as a sandwich. And then you can cut into it. Um, and that is how many episodes of the Nobody Asks This podcast we have. <laughs> I can't tell you how many we have, but I can tell you how many we have left. And according to the quality of this episode, this might be it, folks. This might be all 
I can do for you. Okay, nobody asked for this podcast. Let's see. Boy, did they ever not. Aha, we've had... Okay, honestly, not as impressive as I thought. This is only the 67th. The 67th episode of the Nobody Asked for This Podcast. Well, it's more than 66, which is what we have at the time of recording this. I'm really hoping this episode should be, or can be, like a one, a one-take wonder. Um, what I mean by that is I'll give you a, a peek behind the podcasting curtain. I can't speak for all of the major podcasts and podcasts and podcasters. I'll only speak for myself. Like, I'm obviously just one of the major podcasters. So again, everyone does stuff stuff differently. But how I do this show is I sit down normally about somewhere between like a 9.30 p.m. and a 10.30, like maybe wrap up closer to 11. I sit down in my basement in my beanbag chair. I take out the, uh, I take out my phone, which if anyone's curious, I believe is an iPhone 10. It might be a 10s, Big Vert Plus, Max, whatever. I think they've got I think they've now gone back to saying plus, but for a while they were saying max. Or they're using both. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna take a sip of my Zevia. I'll get into Zevia in a second. But I was um talking to you about my phone because that is what I record this podcast on. And I've said this before, I don't really have notes, I don't really take take stock of anything. The most I do is through the week. I'll think of something and I'll go, oh, that would be fun to talk about on the podcast. And sometimes I remember it and sometimes I don't. Every once in a while, I'll like write it down. Not to refer back to it, but just as sort of like a memory thing. Do you know in school when you would take notes and the, and the um, not the producer, and the teacher, the professor, that's the word. I knew it was a pro, would be like, yeah, if you write things down, you're going to remember it. I actually believe that. And I will say, I think that doesn't work with typing. Like, when I would start typing my notes, well, I'll be honest, I wasn't much of a note taker. I wasn't really much of a pay, payer attentioner during class, if I'm, if I'm just being real. Like, past maybe the fifth grade. I swear, if I cared as much about fourth grade as I cared about any, any aspect of university... There is no way in hell I wouldn't have been on the on the dean's list or whatever that I don't even know what that means, but I would have been on it. I would have been at the top of that list because the effort I put into those fourth grade projects, they had me like crying on the floor thinking that I wasn't gonna get into like Harvard. Not that I had any hope of getting into Harvard, the means to get into Harvard, the will to get into Harvard Harvard or any of that, but like I thought like what I got on the fourth grade, build a castle out of popsicle sticks project was like going to determine whether or not I would, you know, excuse me, have a job at the age of 23. You know, like I thought that that was the the deciding factor. And really, it wasn't not, you know, I think the habits you build at that at that age, like really tell you something. Although I'm fully contradicting myself because I had great work ethic in the fourth grade, and then something happened. Although I always did my homework. I was always scared of, do you know that slip they would send home to your parents when you didn't do your homework, and they had to sign it to confirm that they knew that you didn't do your homework? I basically 
that was my version of like getting summoned for jury duty of which I have never been summoned for jury duty, but I feel like I actually would be like a stellar juror. I don't want to put that out there because I feel like that's just like asking. I mean, I'm sure whoever is in charge of the jury system in Canada is a huge, huge fan of the nobody asked for this podcast. Um, I'd actually imagine a lot of people in positions of power, um, listen to this because you know you obviously have like a high a high pressure high stakes job you would need some like like mind-numbing but also lively discussions you know about me describing to you tiktok videos from the magnum uh, ice cream youtube account tiktok account rather like i feel like you would need that i would need i do need that and i don't even decide who gets to go to jury duty but if anyone is listening like, if you need, if you absolutely need someone to do it, like, I, th- I think I would do it. I really think I would do it. Because they have to give you, like, w- your work has to, like, oblige or whatever. Like, they have to, like, let you go. Obviously, if it was, like, months. Like, I watched the, the OJ. Uh, was it a documentary or was it scripted? I can't remember. I watched something on the OJ trial. Like, like a while ago. Like, not recently, but, like, years ago. And those people were, like, stuck in a hotel watching cable, but, like, not, like, cable cable. Like, like you couldn't watch the news because you were technically, like, no longer impartial. So you were watching, like, DVDs. I don't want to do that. But, like, there's been a civil dispute and you need someone to, like, be fair. I really, I actually, I really think I could do this. If anything, I would be more lenient on... Like the, mm, okay, I'm rethinking this. I feel like I would feel bad for both parties, but I would be like, oh, well, like maybe they didn't mean it. You know, I'd be like, well, like I know they like technically like ran you over or whatever, but like maybe they were just having a bad day. Okay, I would be a terrible juror. Okay, never mind. Yeah, excuse me, jury people, don't do it. And then actually, I think it's perfect because I think if you, they ask you like, is there any reason why you shouldn't be a juror? And I'll be like, listen to episode 67 of the Nobody Asked for This Podcast, okay? As my proof that I don't think I would be a good juror. So, anyway, I'm pretty sure there was a reason I started talking about, like, jury duty or something. Um, something to do with, like, honey. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Uh, but something I've decided to do is just sort of, like, relinquish any sort of format or um, timeline. I'm kind of like Stranger Things. I haven't fully watched Stranger Things, but I feel like they play with like time, and it's like, you know, it was this was three days ago, but like now it's like one week ago, and like if you really thought, or like those shows where it's like five or six seasons of a show that take place over, like, like that airs over the course of ten years, but then it's like, in the timeline of the show, it's like been like three years. I mean, like what? There was a show recently that I was reading that about where, like, the show had happened over five years. But they're like, yeah, no, this has all been, like, the, the, the timeline of the actual show has been, like, 14 months. And we're like, what? Huh? What always confused me is when shows would have, like, a disproportionate amount of, like, Christmas episodes or Halloween episodes. Or, like, the biggest crime of all, Phineas and Ferb, which I don't know how much of a universal reference that is, but Phineas and Ferb, for anyone who needs to know, 
um, is a show about two brothers. I believe they're brothers. They're either brothers, they're either brothers, stepbrothers, or half brothers. But they're some form of of kin of of brother, um, and they are on summer break. And as the theme song goes, it says there's 104 days of summer vacation. Then school comes along just to end it. I could keep going, but I won't. My first problem is I actually don't think there's 104 days of summer vacation. That sounds like a lot. Maybe where they, whatever district they're in, we all need to get in there. But I really feel like there's not 104 days of summer vacation. In my, in my day, in my time, we got off like last week of June and came back first week of September. So let's say like, even to be generous, like June 22nd to September 8th. That's like, this is longer than it would be, but like, let's just say, you know, for instance, how many, how many days Days between June... Okay, here we go. Okay, 78 days. That's like a month less than 104. So I don't know, again, what district they're in. I don't know what curriculum they're following. Maybe they're homeschooled. I don't know. I have questions around homeschool. Like, do you still have to, like, register? Okay, do you know what? I... I could go. I could go on a whole tangent. I just have questions. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. Whatever, everyone has their own journey. I think that would be probably a really cool experience to have. Um, I just like logistically. Like, do you think people that go to homeschool like have like wake up and they like like? Because I feel like if I did homeschool, I would be in my pajamas all day. Which I guess I did during COVID. So I guess COVID was the ultimate homeschool. Huh. Anyway, I don't wanna I don't wanna drop the ball in this finism for nonsense. So yeah, 104 days of summer vacation, my butt. But hmm, what made no sense is that they would do the whole the whole show took place. The show went on for years, but the whole show took place during, I guess, what we're supposed to believe is one summer vacation. What makes no sense to me. Which doesn't make sense because I'm fully thinking more into it than anyone wanted me to. But they have a Christmas episode. And let's just do the math really quickly. I don't care how many days of summer vacation you have. Summer vacation is nowhere in December. Maybe if you do an extended 104-day vacation, you could you know leak into October. But there's no reality in which you have Christmas break during summer that's like it's, it's almost a waste of breaks because the best part about christmas was that you got a two-week break so again i'm a little confused i would like to speak do like really anybody involved even if it's like the people who made the snack made the charcuterie boards for the oh i guess there probably wasn't really charcuterie boards because it was an animated show did i say that I don't think I said that at the top, but it's an it's an animated an, an animated show, so it's not like they're like really filming much. That would be a dream. We need to do that. I don't know who we is, but I think we should all be animated voice performers. And I'm sure 
it's a harder job than it sounds. I think I think that's a reality about most jobs. I think like grass is always greener type thing. Everyone just thinks of, oh, if I was a this, that'd be so easy. You just go in and do nothing. I think I think every job from being the prime minister to being a sandwich artist at Subway, which is actually the title they give you are a sandwich artist. I think every job is harder than we think and probably different than you think. So walk a mile in someone else's shoes today. I approve this message. But regardless, what was I talking about? Honey? A, pay, a, a motor and pestle? Okay, we're going to take a sharp left. I, um, I would, like I said a little bit earlier, so I guess it's not as sharp of a left. It's more of like a, a bend in the road. I was drinking Zevia. Uh, and obviously Zevia is short, not short, but it's from the Latin stevia, which is a, um, like a, like a sugar-free, like a, like a, what artificial, no, it's not artificial. It's like a natural sweetener. Now I've been very hard on Zevia, similarly to how hard I've been on the Quest Bar. A Quest Bar is a protein bar that tastes like shit. Really bad. They have a cookie dough flavor that made me um, barf in my mouth. Like you know when you like burp and it's like, you know, like that was that. So bad. I can't recommend it. No, maybe it was a s'mores flavor. Anyway, whatever flavor I had of the Quest Bar, it was really bad, and I'm not scared to say that because it's it's my truth. Now, obviously, if the you know the good people at Quest message me tomorrow which is never going to happen because i don't have no i have no listeners like literally zero but if they asked me tomorrow if i wanted to do a sponsorship i would delete this episode permanently there'd be no 67th episode of the nobody asked for this podcast we'd go straight to the 68th episode of the nobody asked for this podcast um and i would take their money and like basically say whatever i had to say uh, because people do like quest bars they're they're in like every store ever so they they sell um, I'm not exactly sure, and uh, and am a little concerned for the taste buds of their clientele, but whatever, whatever works. But regardless, I've been very hard on stevia in the past, but or sorry, zevia. Well, zevia and stevia together, just again, it tastes a little bit like shit. But for some reason, this it was on sale at Costco, so of course you get like seventy eight thousand for like five dollars, and it's pretty good. I think it's the same idea as like, like even like diet, diet, like pop. Like it actually, like if you actually taste it, like it doesn't taste good, but there's something about like, if you just wait it out, like maybe your first sip of Diet Coke isn't going to taste good. You know, maybe I, I think it always starts with like, oh, I accidentally ordered diet or you're at a restaurant and like they accidentally brought you diet and you, and you drink it and you're like, oh, this tastes like crap. And then you're like, you know, maybe like driving around like a couple months from then and you're like, you know what? Like, let me try it again. Like, that was a different experience. And you're like, mm, it's not that great. And then like you're at a friend's house and they have and they have it. And you're like, you know what? They do have regular Coke, but maybe I'll just try like that Diet Coke again. And then by the fourth one, it's like you're getting one every day from McDonald's, especially during the dollar drink days, which I can bet your ass they do not last for 104 days. I wish the McDonald's uh, timeline existed in the cinematic universe of Phineas and Ferb, but unfortunately, couldn't couldn't be less similar. But yeah, 
then you're hooked and that's and that's all you can drink but like you can still agree like it doesn't taste good like it's just a taste like i don't i don't drink but i imagine it's a similar like thing with alcohol like i it can't taste good it smells like shit but i guess at some point your brain decides like no i'm going to i'm this is this is it this is it for me you know or like smoking like i don't smoke either but like that can't feel good. But at some point, you're like, you know what? Screw it. Like, the brain is a very interesting thing. And I think because I've read so many awful, like, truly terrible things about um, Diet Coke, I've decided that instead of having, like, five a week, like, maybe, like, one or two a week is good. So I'm trying to supplement with Zevia. And it's going quite well. But my only problem is I'm scared that the only reason people think stevia is good for you is because there haven't been as many studies on it. I don't exactly know this to be true, but I feel like at some point Diet Coke was like like a health food. Keyword was because they've now done studies that's like it's a carcinogenic, which I've, I've... talks about how upsetting that is like one for that to be a fact and then two for people to like the science the scientists to be putting so much effort into like what is what is even the term like disparaging the name of a refreshing beverage like did you really have to like put all your science hours all your lab hours into doing that and like making my life harder you didn't have to but you did but I guess I appreciate you, scientists. But what I'm going to ask you to do is do not look into stevia. I've, I've been told it's a plant. I also will kind of believe anything anyone tells me. Like, I'm kind of one of those people. It's like, oh, sure. I read it on the internet. Sounds, sounds about right. I think I trust... You know, everyone's like, don't trust Wikipedia. I think that makes me trust Wikipedia. You know? I'm like, like honestly, I don't think I've ever read Wikipedia... And it's been something wild. Because for people that don't know, I'm sure everyone knows this, but like Wikipedia, you can go on and edit it. Like you can change like facts. At least you could. And I, and I definitely did this before, like just to be like a, you know, annoying and a disturber. Like I was like, let's just see what happens. Let me just change, you know, the page for hot Cheetos to hit Cheetos and like see if anyone notices. I think they've since cracked down on people... Um, people editing. I think they've actually made it like a Google Doc. Do you know how on a Google Doc, if you have, if it's like shared with people, it'll tell you like last edited by, I don't know, Clown Shoes 104 two hours ago. Like it does that on, on Wikipedia. It'll say like who it was last edited by. Um, so I guess you know who to yell at if it's wrong. But I actually, I trust Wikipedia. And the funny thing is, in high school, they tell you never use Wikipedia. Do not use Wikipedia. It's the worst. It's going to make you dumb. It's a carcinogenic. But then you go to university and all the profs are citing Wikipedia. Like, I promise you, this is, this is a thing that happens. Like, this isn't me being dramatic or what's it called? Not dramatic. What's it called? When you're like being exag- like you're exaggerating, but like in a sarcastic way, hyperbole. I'm not being hyperbolic. This is a fact. I've had professors do this to me. 
and I respect it. So, I'm just now realizing that I'm holding a microphone that is not plugged into anything. And not like how one time I recorded a podcast when I tried to do it fancy-like and like have a microphone and everything. I recorded a podcast. Well, I've recorded one podcast into an actual microphone. Like I set it up with like the filter, like, you know, the circle thing that goes on top of the microphone so that the, like the pops aren't as poppy, which is another type of health soda. Or is that Olipop? That too. I did the whole, yeah, I did recorded with the whole, like I was on the radio. And then the, for the second episode, I had the setup, but it wasn't, the mic actually wasn't plugged in. And I was listening back to the footage and I was like, oh my gosh, the microphone did such a better job this time. And then I realized it was because my microphone wasn't plugged in. So whatever internal microphone my computer had was actually better than the fancy microphone, like the studio quality microphone that I had found on Amazon the week prior. And then I recorded on my phone one time and I'm like, this is luxury. This is quality. You could hear every noise. You can hear every sniffle. You can hear every piece of phlegm from my lungs to my esophagus, my epiglottis. I was like, this is it. And I've done it that way ever since. Now, luckily, this is one of the rare times in life where the lazy way out is actually producing the best, the best quality. Um, And for that, I will always be grateful because 98.7% of the time, that is not the case. I still usually go with the lazy way, but it's not, it's not, you know, netting the best results. But for whatever reason, I had a microphone, an unplugged, like sort of like a karaoke microphone uh, by my beanbag chair as I was recording this. And at some point in the last 20 minutes, I picked it up and started talking to it as if it was on. So I don't know what to make of that, but it's kind of fun. I'm like ads, like add something, you know? I also realized that as I do this, I really like talk with my hands a lot. Um, and I do like facial expressions and... You know, basically, probably all the things that the voice actors are doing, you know, when they're in the booth. I can't imagine you're, like, playing, you know, the the character in Kung Fu Panda and, like, not doing some sort of Kung Fu, you know, you're not just, like, staring at a screen. Like, that's, oof. If you are, seek help. I also would love to be in Shrek 5. I don't know if they're, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if they're casting for that. I can't imagine that they're not because, like, that would that movie would literally make a billion dollars. Like in the last ten years, for whatever reason, Shrek has gotten even more popular. Where is Shrek Five? Okay, I'm googling it. I think I think about this every day. Oh, apparently, I don't really do like current events or whatever, but this is history. Apparently, you can stay at the swamp. I saw I saw an article that you can like Airbnb rent. Shrek Swamp. And for a second, I was like, oh my gosh, it's the real swamp. It's the one where Shrek, you know, was living and then Donkey came over and slept over and then in the morning he made waffles. Like, I was like, it's the actual swamp. Like, I was like a three-year-old at Disneyland being like, that's the real Winnie the Pooh. And then I realized it can't be the real swamp because the real swamp is a 3D-generated image. Because again, animated movie. Just like Phineas and Ferb, Shrek isn't real. Well, he's, he's real and he's real to me. But he's not like a physical, like there's not like a physical manifestation of Shrek. It's all kind of digital. Probably drawings as well. 
but you know, not 4D. So, really, what you're gonna do? But what I want to do is stay at the swamp. That I guess is some sort of like a a recreation of um, how much is it? Okay, Shrek Swamp. I always read these like these types of stories, and I feel like I never get like any sort of follow up. Like, I would like a full vlog of the person who stayed at the swamp. Also, like, how much money did it cost? How much money did you pay? Okay, let's see. Okay, okay, ready? This is on air- news.airbnb.com. So this is, like, the official officialness. Okay. This Halloween, Donkey is swamp-sitting for his best pal, DreamWorks Animations Shrek. Imagine Donkey calling Shrek DreamWorks Animation Shrek. The movie would have been three hours. And he's rolling out the welcome mat to host fairy tale creatures of all kinds while he's there. Yikes. Okay. So, Once upon a time, a very chatty donkey agreed to swamp sit for Shrek. They're doing a whole backstory. Before he hits the road again, Donkey is inviting guests near and far, far away to sleep like an ogre. I would love to sleep like an ogre in Shrek's Swamp, only on Airbnb. Located among the hills of the Scottish Highlands, I had no idea Shrek was Scottish. He hides it well. Shrek's Swamp is a stumpy, secluded haven fit for a solitude-seeking ogre, and for the first time ever, a handful of his biggest fans, who are probably rich. Okay. A former refuge for fairy tale creatures. Okay, how much does it cost? Shrek's swamp brings a full new meaning to the team to, to to the term. Excuse me, I was just thinking in my head how good I was doing at reading. To the term treehouse, with its clever use of forestry, charming rustic interiors, and iconic outhouse, the swamp is certain to offer an experience unlike any other. For zero pounds a night, a nod to the priceless refuge Shrek's swamp has provided fairy tale creatures of all kinds. Brokers will be able to, is that what I am? Is that a Shrek fan? A broker will be able to request to book an exclusive two night swamp stay for up to three guests, October 27th to October 29th. Is that just once though? Also, so for zero pounds a night, you'll be able to request to book. So like it's free to request to book. Ogre and onion and ogre enthusiasts. Okay, how to book. Can request to book Shrek's Swamp beginning October 13th at 6 p.m. Guests are responsible for their own travel to and from Scotland. This two-night stay is not a contest. Okay, but please note the bathroom is located 20 meters from the main living area and a standalone facility. Is that a lot? This property is independently owned and operated by Ard Ver. Kaiki Estate? I don't get it. So it's free? But what? Enjoy a stack of freshly made waffles in the morning. Yeah, fresh from the toaster. Swap stories around the fire until late in the night. Okay, who wants to do this? If I had friends, I swear, I would I would be on a plane to Scotland, to the Scottish Highlands now, stretching so I'm ready for the 20-meter walk to the bathroom. To honor good childhood memories that last a lifetime, Airbnb will make a one-time donation to the Hopscotch Children's Charity, 
which provides some of Scotland's most vulnerable and disadvantaged children with respite breaks throughout nurturing and dynamic holiday trips. Well, that's lovely. Okay, but I'm still confused. Okay, anyway, uh, October 13th. Please be a Thursday. October 13th. Okay, it's a Friday. Hmm. So in a couple weeks from now, we can do a live booking. I don't get it. Can anyone go? Highland Council Scotland. That sounds far. Hmm. Does anyone live in Highland? I'm going to look in the podcast statistics and see if like anyone even near Highland Highland Council Scotland has like come anywhere close to pressing the play button on the Nobody Asked for This podcast. Highland Council. Also, like I can't tell from this article. Like, can you just stay there the one night or the two night, the twenty seventh to the twenty ninth? Like, what if I want to go in March? Oh, this looks far. Oh, I'm so sad to report. I'm like nowhere near this. Huh. That's disappointing. Anyway, I feel like I have still a lot to say, but I'm like, we're kind of at our time. I don't want to like overdo it, you know? And this, for the most part, has been a one-take wonder. So I feel like I should quit while I'm ahead. But before I go, I want to thank everybody. Ogres, brogers, and otherwise, for listening. I know you probably like, Probably weren't because, again, I see the numbers and I know that no one listens to this, but, you know, I'm going to thank you anyway. Um, Maybe you're listening to this in 2028 after just stepping off the plains of the Scottish Highlands in Shrek's, not dungeon, swamp. I hope you're eating egos. I can make egos in this continent. I feel like I can make it work. But, yeah, I hope you all have... A great week, a great weekend. If you're bored, check out podcast.nobodyaskforthis.podbean. No, wait, no. Yeah, podcast.nobodyaskforthis.podbean. Is it podcast.nobodyaskforthis? I think it's podcast.nobodyaskforthis.podbean.com. I think. Um, and on there, you can see all our, you can listen to all our episodes on there. You can get the links to our Spotify, iTunes. <coughs> Excuse me, I need a Zevia, emergency Zevia. Yeah, also follow us, Instagram, Twitter, or sorry, X, Facebook, uh, TikTok, yeah. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you listening, and see you next week.